Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Freely Nourish, the podcast that empowers you to break the cycle of dieting by teaching you to nourish your bodies well. I'm Erin Casey, your host. I am a registered dietitian and owner of New You Nutrition Counseling, where we believe that you can have all of your favorite foods and reach any of your health and wellness goals. Um, today, I have something um, a little bit special to share with you. It's a little bit kind of different from our kind of traditional uh, research involving nutrition. So um, this was prompted by, um, at the time that I'm recording this podcast, we are kind of just getting geared up for the, for the holiday season. Um, and this is something that I am working through with my current cohort of our, um, nourishing through the holidays, kind of 12 week holiday support program. Um, and it kind of came up in that context of the holidays, but I feel like it's also appropriate, um, to, to, uh, discuss really at, at any time of the year. And that is just kind of, how do we navigate the conversation around diet and body? Um, so as, many of you know, and if you're just new, this is your, your informing, um, I am an anti-diet dietitian. So what that means is that I do not believe in any diets that have names um, for intentional weight loss. Um, I will help clients with intentional weight loss via a moderate calorie deficit, but that is as far as I go. Um, My mission in life, like I said, is to empower you to nourish your body well. That more often than not does not involve any kind of restriction. The only instructions I insist on are foods that you are allergic to. (laughs) So... um, and, and what I work with my clients a lot is kind of how to um, empower them to kind of free themselves from what we call diet culture. So diet culture is kind of this pervasive um, emphasis on thinness. So this emphasis that, you know, certain foods are bad for our bodies, that certain foods cause, you know, inflammation, that certain foods should be avoided at all costs. And of course, you know, if your body is not already thin, you should be working to make it thin. Um, I have lots of other episodes on why all of that is bullshit. Um, but what it boils down to is there is a multi-billion dollar industry. I mean, the last I tagged it was $11 billion is what the diet industry makes off of us believing these lies. Um, and once you kind of have worked with me for a while, you've consumed a good amount of my content. Um, hopefully you are feeling kind of more empowered, um, and freer to make kind of food choices that you enjoy. You feel confident that you are nourishing your body. Well, you feel free from restrictions and fears and shame around food, which is wonderful. Um, but the caveat to that is that diet culture is so deeply entrenched in society and it is so normalized that once you have kind of set yourself free from its clutches, then it can start to impact some of your relationships because it is just such a huge focal point of, of a lot of conversations. A lot of relationships It's just, it's just a normalized part of society. Um, So again, I'm kind of creating this podcast and kind of the context of that around the holiday season, just because that tends to be when there's a lot of gatherings of people who maybe you don't interact with um, on a regular basis. Um, But it also 
um, may, you know, it, it can occur at any time of the year. Um, so I think it's definitely beneficial no matter when you're listening to this, uh, for you to kind of listen in. Um, I do want to kind of clarify that, you know, I am going to approach this, uh, from the context of speaking into like interpersonal relationships. So friends, family members, et cetera, and kind of how to navigate that. Um, I know I have lots of trainers and coaches and kind of other nutrition experts that listen into my podcast, um, that maybe are kind of wanting some tips on how they can help their clients. Um, certainly you're welcome to obviously steal anything you hear, um, that you find helpful. Um, but if you are looking for kind of more detailed advice on kind of how to help your own clients break a free from dieting and things like that, um, email me, send me questions, leave a comment below. Um, I'm happy to maybe do a separate episode even on that. Um, but this is kind of more focused on like that interpersonal, uh, connection. Like I said, if you're kind of a professional who like me, who deals with, you know, people who are, are facing the same problem, obviously feel free to take any of this advice and, and give it to them. Um, but if you are looking to kind of help break your clients out of that diet culture, um, that's, that's kind of a little bit of a trickier conversation and just not one that I'm going to discuss in this particular episode. Um, so with that, right, you have done the work, you are freeing yourself from diet culture and it feels great. You are finally, you know, enjoying food for the first time, maybe in decades, you are not worried about what your body weighs or how much space it takes up. And you are just worried about how it feels. And it is starting to feel really, really good. Um, and that is because you're nourishing it. Well, um, and that's wonderful, right? You're, you have all kinds of uh, added mental clarity, mental space, because you're not consumed by what you're eating and how it's affecting your body nearly as much anymore. Um, but your friends are <laughs> right. And your family is, and, you know, maybe you see them regularly. Maybe you only see them a couple of times a year, but you know, those conversations are coming. And they're triggering for you. Um, they they trigger kind of the thoughts that you once had, um, and you're you're not quite sure what to do about that. Um, so I have kind of three main tips as to how you can kind of navigate that space, and they're kind of like in, increasing order of confrontation, <laughs> I guess as, as I could say. Um, so it's kind of you know you can start kind of just like dipping your toes in the water and kind of escalate as you see fit. And the approach that you take is probably going to vary depending on who you're talking to. And it may also vary depending on just the context of that relationship, right? And kind of whether preserving the peace is more important to you or kind of reaching an understanding is more important to you. And both are valid. I want to be explicitly clear that both are perfectly, perfectly valid. Um, so the, um, the number one, um, the number one thing that I recommend that people do is actually build a community of support. Um, so it may be that, you know, you know, that like your mom or grandma or kind of whoever it is that, you know, is, is always on a diet. Um, that person's probably not going to change. Right. And we're going to talk in a minute as like how to navigate your conversations with that particular person. But at the end of the day, kind of anybody who's done any kind of like immense healing work, whether that is like healing from past traumas, it's just been a lot of therapy as an adult. Um, and, and in this case, you know, you're healing your relationship with food, which is actually a pretty vital part of who you are as a person. Um, 
anytime you do an intense amount of healing, you tend to separate yourself from people who maybe are not meant for you. Um, and I don't mean to say that like, yo, you have to like say, you know, screw your family. Don't ever talk to them again. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's going to change the dynamic of your relationships. And some people may remain equally close to you. Some people may actually bring, it may bring them in closer to you, but some people it is inevitably going to push them away. Um, and that is just a natural process. Um, it may involve some grieving and that is okay. Take time for it. But to an extent, it is natural for your relationship to change because you are changing, right? So I think it's just really important to I probably first and foremost acknowledge that, but then also kind of find whether or not you maintain relationships or maintain them in the same way with people who are previously in your life. It's also very important to make sure you have support for your outlook now. That may involve having conversations with folks who are currently in your life about these healing journey, about what you've learned about yourself and kind of about your current goals. And it may involve kind of distancing yourself a little bit from those people and building a community of others that can help kind of support your goals. Now, like, again, I'm not saying like, don't talk to your friends anymore and just like totally change friend groups. I'm just saying, make sure that you find people who are supportive, whether that is in within your current kind of contact list, or it is separate from your current contact list. Um, I try to do as much as I can publicly to hold space for those conversations, to hold space for people to make those connections. Um, so if you are interested, I will post all of my social media links um, below. So like, if this is the first time you're just listening to the podcast and you don't know me anywhere else. I'll show you all of that. I also have a couple of exclusive groups on Facebook and Instagram um that that people can join and kind of just connect with each other um i've also i've never had a request to start a discord but i'm more than happy to do that if that's something that you guys want um so if i can help kind of facilitate that i'm more than happy to um the other things that you can do is just kind of you know there are lots of nationwide um eating disorder recovery groups that you can join um even if you don't necessarily have any first of all like most of us have had some level of an eating disorder let's just be honest here um but there are also lots of you you know, um, groups that you can join that can kind of help support that, <laughs> right. Um, virtually and potentially even in person. Um, so those are, those are the kinds of the types of things to seek out. Um, and just kind of, you know, gravitate towards the people who, who kind of tend to think more like you, right. Um, whether that is in the context of like finding people at your gym that you can kind of have conversations with, it can be finding people that you work with that you can have conversations with. Um, it may be kind of, you know, connecting with old friends, kind of pay attention to your social media feed, because a lot of times your social media feed, if you've noticed kind of a shift towards like more of a body empowerment type of movement, notice who's in those comment sections, notice who's kind of sharing those those types of posts um, and just kind of make a little bit of an extra effort to reach out and connect with those people uh, because those are your people, right? Um, they may or may not be local to you, but those, those are your people. Um, it's kind of definitely like get a support group um, because I am talking about this in the context of like holiday gatherings and things like that as well. Um, 
sometimes it can be helpful if you are going into a holiday gathering and you know that, you know, your grandma or whoever it is is going to like either harp on you about your weight, talk about their latest diet or whatever, like whatever you anticipate kind of being that trigger for you talk to find somebody else, right? Find somebody that is kind of going to back you up, um, whether or not they are on a similar journey, but even if it's somebody's just like, whatever you say, I'm your ride or die, kind of that kind of person, that's who you're looking for. Um, and talk to them ahead of time and kind of be like, Hey, this is what I'm worried about. Can you back me up? You know, can you help me kind of walk away from conversations, shut certain things down? Um, you know, change the topic for me, you know, things like that, um, that can be really helpful. Just kind of have a buddy going into it, um, so that you don't feel so alone in your, in your journey. Um, the second thing you can do is not engage which I realize sounds like you're not doing anything, but it actually is very active. So it is a very non-confrontational way to simply avoid the conversation, right? Um, sometimes you're going to have to confront it and I'll get to that next, but really a lot of times just choosing to not engage, choosing to say that something is not worth your energy or your time is very, very powerful. So that can look as simple as walking away from a conversation. You know, you're at a party, you're in a group of friends and they're all talking about, I don't know, like the latest, like fat burning class or whatever at the the local gym, right? Walk away, go talk to somebody else, have a different conversation, right? Um, it's, it's very, very simple. Um, it can also be intentionally not attending gatherings where you know those types of conversations are going to be prominent, right? So it can be choosing to not attend certain workout classes if you know the instructor is kind of like a, well, we've got to earn our margaritas or like whatever. Um, you don't have to confront the instructor, just don't go to their class. Um, it's, it's that simple. Um, if it is something that, you know, is, is prominent at a gym or in a space that's making you feel uncomfortable, you certainly can confront the constructor, you can confront management, but you can also just quite simply choose not to invest your time, energy, or money in that space, if that's what they're creating. Um, so very simple, just walk away from it, whatever that looks like in that situation. Um, Another way to avoid engaging is just simply to change the topic, right? So just change the topic of conversation. This works particularly well in like a social setting. So in like a party or a gathering, uh, because honestly, like topics kind of fly off at random at those, at that point. Um, those are usually people that you have like multiple levels of things in common with. Um, so you can change it to the weather. You can change it to sports. You can change it to, um, I don't know, whatever the Kardashians or whatever Kanye West has done, like whatever, it's kind of like the new thing you can change it to something equally superficial, but just different. Right. And more than likely those people are going to be able to, um, engage in a conversation with you about a totally different topic that doesn't involve diets, doesn't involve your body. Um, so that's certainly, um, an option as well. Um, you can, and this is a way I call this a way of not engaging, but you have to be, it can be a little bit tricky because you don't want to invite conflict or confrontation. Um, so I call it just kind of shutting it down. And this is something that I've gotten really good at just because I'm a dietitian and everybody that I interact with for the most part knows I'm a dietitian. Um, and they're kind of constantly seeking my opinion on these things and believe it or not, 
I don't want to talk about food and nutrition 24 seven. Like I want to talk about it a lot. Like I really, really love it. But there are some times where I want to go to like a football tailgate and just be at a football tailgate and not have to think about shop. Um, but a lot of times people don't realize that and they really want my opinion kind of on everything, whether it's because they're trying to get free advice or like they just genuinely think it's something I'm interested in and want to talk about at that moment. Um, so, so a lot of times I will kind of, I like to make a very short, very simple and a very like kind of no two ways about it type of statement. It's just kind of a very like a factual statement, right? Just kind of a very short, very simple. Um, there's not multiple ways to interpret this type of statement and then kind of move on. Um, so for example, if somebody's asking me about a supplement, for example, um, I kind of just come up with the, well, supplements aren't regulated by the FDA. Most of them don't have any clinical data behind them. So I really just don't put too much time or energy into researching them because there's just no clinical data behind it. Period. That's a fact. There's no debating that fact. And it, it kind of gives a very clear vibe that I am no longer interested in discussing that conversation. Um, same goes where, you know, somebody asked me about like intermittent fasting or something like that. Be like, well, the research is all over the map. We just don't know anything at this point. We don't have enough information to verify benefits or drawbacks. We're still looking into it clear as day. Um, it's just, it's just that simple. Um, and I will say that like, I have a lot of nutrition facts, obviously in, like the Rolodex of my brain. So like I can kind of quote literature and research and stuff like that, but what this may look like for you, for example, um, is, you know, let's say somebody is trying to do keto and they're talking about like ketone supplements and like all of these, all of the things, right. And you can translate that to like pretty much any other diet you want be like, well, there's no long-term there's been no long-term studies on any weight loss diet. None of them have ever been done for more than a year. So I really don't see myself putting stock in something that I, I know I'm not going to do for a year from now. Um, that's not my jam. Just leave it at that. That's all it is. And again, you have to be a little careful because it can sometimes invite confrontation or debate or things like that. But that's when you kind of then go to use the like, okay, I'm just going to walk away from this conversation. I'm done with it. Um, and then kind of the third thing that you can do. So there's finding support. There's kind of choosing ways to not engage. And then there is what I call boundary setting. So all of the things I mentioned in terms of not engaging, those are also ways to set boundaries. So walking away is setting a boundary. I think when people think of boundaries, they tend to think of things that are like very confrontational and like this, like this big blowout thing. It doesn't have to be, it can be, but it doesn't have to be, um, so when you think about boundaries, you know, you can set boundaries with other people and make them explicit, but you can also set boundaries with yourself and kind of like, I am not going to put up with a conversation about keto for more than five minutes, period. The end of the day, I will walk away and go sit by myself if I have to. Um, that is it. It's choosing to not engage, but it's also setting a boundary. Um, so all of the things we just talked about are ways of setting boundaries. A few others that you can do are kind of a little bit more, they're kind of ways of shutting it down. Like we were talking about by making like the factual statements, but it's more of like a personalized factual statement. So it's more of a like, I don't want to talk about this, or I am not interested in talking about this. Um, if somebody's kind of, you know, presenting like your body or your health to you, like, oh, you're so skinny, blah, blah, blah. I'm not concerned about that at this moment. I don't want to talk about it. Um, or you've gained so much weight. Aren't you worried about your health? 
I'm not concerned about that. Thank you for your concern, but I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, or you can just say, I'm not comfortable talking about this here. That may be a lie. You may not be comfortable talking about it anywhere, but it's at least going to get you out of that conversation. And it may be something you're willing to talk with that person about. You're just not comfortable in the context of, again, like a holiday gathering or something like that. Be like, I'm not comfortable having this conversation right now. I would prefer to talk about this super simple, right? Um, it owns your feelings. So it kind of lets the person know that this line of questioning, this line of conversation is negatively impacting you. And that's kind of what makes it more of like a clear boundary rather than just like shutting it down and choosing not to engage in the conversation. Um, it's more of a like, Hey, I have feelings about this. This is what they are. I would appreciate it if we no longer had this conversation. Um, other ways you can kind of um, set boundaries is certainly to have, and like, you know, this, again, if like we're talking about holiday parties or anything like that, um, having a conversation with somebody who you anticipate is going to, to, to be kind of like the, the ringleader of like certain things to be like, Hey, I would prefer not to talk about this at Christmas. I would prefer if my weight was not discussed, um, you know, kind of having those conversations ahead of time, um, sometimes can be beneficial. Um, certainly in the context of like a certain event, but it also can be beneficial in like, in general, like let's say you still live with your parents and your mom is very riddled in diet culture. Be like, look, I understand that like Weight Watchers is a way of life for you, um, but it's not going to be for me. So I would very much appreciate it if you just had those conversations when I'm not around. And I would appreciate it that when I am around, if we discussed other things, um, those are, those are the conversations that certainly can get confrontational. Um, they don't have to be, um, they really shouldn't be, uh, but people can get very defensive over their beliefs, over the, the ways that they wish they try to treat you, things like that. Um, so uh, those are things that, you know, you, again, depending on the context, depending on the person, um, you may or may not choose that route just because it may not be worth it, right? Um, if it's your grandma that you see like once a year and like, you know, it, it just may not be worth having that conversation with her. Um, so again, all contextualized all individualized, but hopefully that kind of gives you just a little bit of a background of kind of ways that you can kind of systematically choose to kind of remove yourself from conversations around diet and body that you just simply do not want to have. Um, and also kind of empower you to seek out conversations around diet and body that are helpful for you um, that you can kind of intentionally choose to have. So that is all I have for you guys this week. Um, I will be wrapping up. We've got, I think, two more episodes after this one in 2022. So that is wild to me. Um, one will be about setting New Year's intentions. And then um, I'm still deciding on the topic for the last one. So um let me know your thoughts in the comments. Let me know your questions. Let me know if you want more content like this and I will see you all next week.